Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of From the Mailbag. I'm Dan Moran. I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Patrick Inhofer. And in this edition of From the Mailbag, uh, we're going to deal with a question posed to us by Mixing Light member Tony Keen about edge detection and controlling uh, the quality of your edges, especially when working with low quality uh, footage. And he writes, at the back of my mind, remembering my earlier, largely forgotten out-of-practice experiences with Photoshop, there are methods for getting high-frequency, low-frequency details where one can isolate outlines and sharpen just those. By outline, I'm referring to the edges of objects in the Luma channel so that one can process them to give better definition and, again, just enhance the appearance. He goes on to say that he knows how to split the channels and work on Luma to, to enhance contrast or reduce noise, but he's not found a method of isolating edges to give them a bit of punch so as to improve the overall apparent definition of the footage. So he's wondering if there's anything we know of that would help with the overall look of restoring low-quality footage beyond just your normal contrast adjustments. And I'm going to, this brings to my mind, and uh, I know, Robbie, we we just talked about this, your mind as well, Dan's insight specifically on in DaVinci Resolve, building a a node tree that does exactly this kind of high-frequency, low-frequency detail separation that was talked about extensively on Lift Gamma Gain. And then Dan went ahead and, in that insight, explored how to actually execute that kind of step-by-step. Dan, can you talk a little bit about that method? And the other thing I'm curious about is, are you finding yourself using it? Not as often as I wish, <laughs> uh, which is probably a good thing. Uh, so the the method basically is it get like allows you to separate the frequencies to actually soften the image. In our case, we were trying to do it on a beauty work kind of point of view. So you want to clean up the uh, kind of blemishes in the skin tone. Um, but in theory, like if you follow my insight, um, which we'll link to, and do it the other way around. So I think we work on softening. Uh, it should actually allow you to just grab the edges and sharpen them up. I've no idea how well it's going to work, um, but it could be quite fun to try it because, uh, like, in a way, there's only so much you can do with sharpening. But um, I think that probably is the best way. You know, com- combine that with just Luma only sharpening um, by splitting the colors uh, out, and you should get a pretty good result. Well, I actually have a suggestion before you go into this because that node tree, you know, again, we'll link to the Lift Gamma Game conversation, and the node tree is, is crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, one of the things I would say, <laughs> having worked on a lot of old archival museum footage, like um, uh, like is mentioned here with some old eight, you know, eight millimeter stuff, is that at a certain point you kind of have to like just let it go, and it's like archival, right? You know, it's just it is it is kind of what it is. Um, but one thing that I've been doing besides just getting into this crazy node tree stuff, um, and a lot of people just don't know about this because it's kind of hitting uh, hidden is the midtone detail uh, control. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. this works just like you know you mentioned. Um, you know, Tony mentions Photoshop. Um, this actually works kind of similar to the clarity slider that you'll find in Camera Raw or over in Lightroom or something like that, where it's kind of like um, mid midtone, uh, well, midtone detail, but like midtone sharpening, right? It's doing a little contrast and it's doing a little sharpening to kind of give him that punch that he might be after. Um, that's I think that's kind of a, a one way to go. And then the other thing that pops to mind, uh, besides Dan's crazy node tree that he has a great insight on, um, that node tree is just, I would just keep saying it's crazy because it's crazy. It's literally <laughs> Like it's, it's disgustingly it's like, big. It's like thirty <laughs> nodes or something like that, right? Um, yeah. But uh, another thing to another thing to think about, and you, he kind of even alludes to this, is that um, keen on high, 
mid and low kind of luma levels might be another another way to go depending on the footage um i think that that's a kind of an in-between method so you could key just the brightest highlights that will give you you know if you, you turn on your highlight mode it'll probably give you just like little lines everywhere around the image oh, yeah. um, but you know you can kind of take it from there and, and sharpen it and build two three four of those nodes um just selectively sharpening a different portion of the tonal range just remember that you, you want to do it very small, very small chunks, but you also want to make sure that you have um, a little bit of softening on either side. Otherwise, you'll introduce more artifacts and, and weirdness yeah, in, like into the shot. Yeah, exactly. Pat, what do you think? What's uh, what would be your kind of method of, of working this? Well, my first my first go to would be that midtone detail, which I, I find works really well uh, if you use it very judiciously, right? Yeah, agree. You, you put it a little over the top and everything starts looking a little unnatural. Yeah, like haloing as well. It might work better like you just said. Yeah, use use your Luma's use your Luma keyer uh, to do a more narrow range rather than the entire image. Just what it is you're looking to to add that extra detail to. The other thing that comes to mind, and um, this just popped into my brain, was uh, using some open effects plugins, you might be able to use those plugins that do find detail outlines. Oh, yeah. So they'll give you like a black and white image that will outline all of the high contrast areas of the image. You could use that as a mat generator. And now that we can feed video into mats and mats back into video, you may be able to use that to, to, to pull out a key. Then you feed that as video in order to then manipulate that key, maybe add some softness to it and whatever, and then use that as a key signal to then isolate where your sharpening happens. Uh, that might be a method of doing it. Another method I think about, again, when, Robbie, when you mentioned, um, you know, mid-tone frequency, you know, high frequency, middle frequency, low frequency, is neat video. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Neat video is a noise reduction tool, but it has a sharpening function built into it. And you can, at the back end of your noise reduction, add sharpening. And if you could, you could probably ignore the first half of the tool and then use its, it has great frequency separation tools built into it and then use that as. Oh, man, that's, that's killer. Yeah, that's, 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 really that, cool. that's good. Cause, and actually, the newest version of it for OFX is. Uh, is uh, really fast and much more intuitive. And the other thing that a lot of people have stayed away from Neat in the past is because they think it's really slow. Um, but you can actually optimize Neat Video. There's a kind of a performance tool within the plugin that will look at your GPUs. So, like, actually on my system, I'm running Neat, like, pretty much real time. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, pretty, wow, it's, pretty, cool. it's, it's pretty rad. And oh, that's, that's awesome. But you're, but you're right. The, the frequency separation tools there are, are just the sliders that uh, that Tony might be looking for. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like it. Um, so, th you know, this is one of those things I think that, you know, there's a lot of different methods of going about it. I would just say uh, to Tony, I would say, you know, again, at a certain point, you're only going to improve archival old 8 mil footage that's been transferred poorly uh, you know, to a certain point, you have to stop, right? There's nothing more uh, you're going to do. And also just be careful that the work that you do doesn't actually degrade the image uh, even more. But hopefully uh, between doing some mid-tone detail adjustments, some keying, some OFX work, uh, things of that nature, uh, you'll find a way to get things to punch out a little bit more and restore uh, those details. So for MixingLight.com, I'm Robbie Carmen. I'm Dan Morant. I'm Patrick Inhofer. We'll see you next time.